Have you ever thought, you know, where to start from when you're doing your SEO, you have your website and you don't necessarily know because SEO is quite wide as a topic and uh, ranking any website can become quite technical, especially if you don't know where to start from. Now, exactly that is what I'm going to explain in today's episode, simply a comprehensive SEO checklist that I use when I'm going through any website, either whether it's new or it's already an existing website. And the same checklist you can use also on your website to do your SEO. So stick around. See you guys in a few minutes. Welcome to the Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast helping aspiring entrepreneurs level up their marketing. Here's your host, Augustine. Let the class begin. Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode on the Marketing Podcast, Digital Marketing Tips and Insights, episode 156. Now, in today's episode, we are going to go through an SEO checklist. When you're starting out with a new website and you want to do search engine optimization for the new website, how do you go about that? Because SEO is quite a broad topic. There are different categories when it comes to SEO. And each and every website has different needs in, in terms of uh, its search engine optimization, in terms of, in terms of what it, it, the website exactly needs in order to rank or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So what are kind of the basics that you have to go through when you're looking at a new website or even maybe an existing website that doesn't have any form of SEO campaign in place? Now, first and foremost, uh, obviously, you have your website hosted on a platform. Maybe it, you're hosting it on DreamHost, Bluehost. Uh, GoDaddy, Wix.com, Squarespace, etc. The first thing is to make sure that you have the, the essential SEO tools that each and every website will have. Number one, that is uh, Google Analytics. Make sure that you make sure that your website is connected to Google Analytics. The other one is obviously Google Search Console. And the good thing about Google Search Console is that it comes from Google themselves. So the information that you get there is quite accurate. And also it offers, you know, uh, it shows you metrics, for example, like how how many visits you get, what, what what is the bounce rate like, how many, how people behave in your website. Um, you can be able also to see, for example, if your, uh, any page is not indexed on your website, you can index websites on Google Search Console. And also you can check, for example, uh, how your website is performing on uh, desktop devices and mobile devices. As you know, Google at the moment is focusing a lot on something called mobile first indexing. So you have to make sure that your website is performing really well on mobile devices. So that means that uh, when they're looking at websites, they check first and foremost how that website performs on a mobile device and then rank them based on that. And that is uh, something that, uh, you know, it makes sense because a lot of people tend to use mobile devices to do their searches on Google compared to desktop devices. So you also, we want to make sure that your website is uh, mobile friendly in terms of the loading speed. Like, you know, we have the new uh, Google search algorithm that is rolling out in 2021 and, uh, one of the things that you know they are going to focus on is the user experience and the user experience you can check that when you if you go to google search console and head on to page insights you can actually check how your website performs in terms of speeds speed how responsive it is how does it how long does it take you know for images to load or your website to become interactive so you can see all of these details on both you know desktop and mobile devices and you want to make sure that when it comes to mobile devices uh you are performing really really well and one of the things is that to make sure that you have a good host now regardless of whether or not you are you have a website or you're simply starting out uh you have to make sure that you are really you have a really really good host and one of those that i, I can um recommend or the one that i use is dreamhost i use them and 
my website performs exceptionally well in terms of loading speed and you know you have to look for a good good host there's blue host simply do your research and make sure that you know the host that you have uh they are able to have your website load faster so once you have the essential tools and that is uh, google search console or google analytics the other thing is to obviously your website is based around certain keywords right uh it could be let's say for example you're selling going back to our normal example you have this retail store that where you sh you sell shoes in Milan, Italy. So maybe you want to rank for keywords like shoes in Milan, shoes in Italy, buying shoes in Milan, um, Adidas shoes in Milan or Adidas shoes in Italy, etc. The number one thing that you want to do, obviously, is your keyword research. Look at your competitors. Look at the keywords that uh, they are ranking for. How do you do that? There are a couple of tools that you can use to uh, do your keyword research. You can either head on to a free tool uh, by Neil Patel called Ubersuggest. You can do your keyword research over there. You can also head, to head on to paid tools. That is, for example, like SEMrush, Ahrefs, Moz SEO, SEObility. All of them have different prices and have different capabilities, but they're able to do a decent job when it comes to keyword research. Or you can also use Google uh keyword planner tool to do your keyword analysis etc so since it's a new website and you probably you're not ranking for anything your domain doesn't have the sort of quote-unquote authority maybe it has but if it doesn't have obviously there's a lot of work to do uh, around seo for your domain to gain authority once you've recognized um you know the kind of keywords that you want to run for the first thing would be uh to look at Probably long tail keywords are not run directly for short tail keywords because short tail keywords tend to be really difficult to. Are you looking to start your own podcast? Um, I use Buzzsprout and I love it. I've been using it for the past six months. And there's some of the things that I need to mention. There's a link down in the description box below. If you follow the link, you'll let Buzzsprout know that I sent you. And you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for one of their paid plans. And that helps to support the show. Now, obviously, you can start off with some gear that you already have and a quiet space to do your podcast. If you want to upgrade to Buzzsprout, it has a ton of guides that will help you find the right equipment at the right price. Buzzsprout also gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detail analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed with your podcast. Join over 100,000 podcasters are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out the world. Links down in the description box below. Enter certain keywords. Let's say, for example, you head on to Ubersuggest. Enter certain keywords, for example, like uh, buying sh uh, shoes in Milan. So shoes in Milan, Uber suggests will give you like related searches that, you know, people are searching for. And you can actually check the keyword difficulty that is KD on how difficult it is actually to run for these keywords. And my best uh, solution for this is usually when you're starting out, look for long tail keywords and long tail keywords are keywords that are four words or more. And obviously you, you want to look at things that are in a question kind of format. 
So let's say, for example, you want to, uh, okay, you've found, you know, the keywords that you want to rank for, long tail keywords. It could be, for example, going back to the example with uh, shoes in Milan, you could, a long tail keyword could be like example, uh, buying affordable shoes in Milan, Italy. You obviously want to check the volume that is getting uh, a decent volume, but also the keyword difficulty is less than 50. So you want to try and rank for those keywords first and foremost. So when, you're, when you've done your keyword research and you found the keywords that you want to rank for, so it could be a mix, let's say 70% long tail, 30% uh, short tail keywords. So you want to create content that uh, is our, surrounds or... Um, embodies these keywords that you want to rank for. Now, when you're writing your keyword, obviously you want to have in your in your H1s, H2s, and H3s, those keywords displayed on there, that is on your H1, on your headings, you have to have the keyword displayed on there. And when you're writing any article on your website, within the first 100 characters, make sure that you're also your keyword that you want to rank for also pops within the first 100 characters because that's what Google looks at. They check uh, the first 100 characters of any article that you're writing. So that's one thing that you want to make sure. The other thing is that uh, when it comes to, if you really, 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 really want your your traffic to go up and your website to rank for these keywords, apart from, you know, uh, collecting a lot of, um, how do I call them? Collecting a lot of articles or written content. The other thing will be um, to look at your competitors. What exactly are they doing? So this uh, website called, I believe, uh, builtwith.com, where you can actually spy on your, on your competitors. And this is quite important because you want to check exactly what your competitors are up to. Let's say, for example, you're writing a certain content, a certain article on your website, and it's surrounding a certain topic. You obviously want to see how your competitors who are ranking on uh, the first page that is slot number one to slot number 11. What are they actually doing? How do they write their content? What is like the norm? How many, how long should my article be so that I'm at the same level with them? And what you'll find most of the time is at the moment, most articles tend to be around 2000 characters long. So probably if let's say you find out like the first uh, 11 uh, websites, I've written a content that, you know, the same content to, let's say, around 1,500 characters. So you kind of have a gauge on how long you should write your content. The other thing, obviously, you want to make, you want to check how many uh, websites are linking to, uh, are linking to this specific article. So you kind of want to look at that. And once you write really good and compelling content, that's when you can now like, like start, you know, approaching and looking for uh, backlinks, maybe looking at, pretty much decently authoritative, not really high authoritative website, but decently authoritative websites where you can link, uh, they can link back to you. You can talk to them, This you can you, you can either do a call outreach because, you know, link building is up, it's all about, you know, building relationship. So just to recap, so that we don't, we don't get lost on what you're talking about. You set your website, then you have the, uh, the SEO tools that are very essential. And like I've mentioned, Google Analytics, Google Search Consoles, very essential. They are free and they're very good because they are from Google. So you want to make sure that you have them. The other thing, like I've mentioned, is that you want to find out uh, which keywords you want to rank for and have a mix between uh, long tail keywords and short tail keywords. Long tail being any keyword that is four, uh, four, four words or more. So you want to have a mix like 70% long tail, 30% short tail. And then after that, you want to look at your competitors, look at what they're, what exactly are they doing uh, in terms of the content that you're writing? Because any content that you write, 
uh, someone else has already done that work. Someone else has already written a similar content. So you want to check what exactly your competitors are doing. And you can do that using either SEM brush. You can check on them. And maybe the kind of tools that they're using on their website, you can use that using, uh, like I've mentioned, builtwith.com. I believe that's the uh, right URL, builtwith.com. And you can find out which host they're using, which kind of uh, marketing tools they're using, if it's the, for their email, etc. They so, so they start. So once you've started writing your content, the other thing also you want to make sure is to look at the URL of your uh, pages. So one of the things that you want to make sure is that your URL is as short as possible. Do not have very long URLs because that's not pleasing to Google. So you want to make sure that you have descriptive uh, URL or permalinks that pretty much describe what the page is about and they're short and precise. It's not much of a ranking factor, but it does affect your ranking. And the thing about SEO is uh, some of the things are not really a huge ranking factor, but uh, the small things compounding to each other make up a big difference. So you want also obviously to check on, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you've done everything that, you know, is supposed to be done with SEO. Uh, the other thing, for example, if you are on WordPress, you obviously want to make sure that you're using Yoast SEO. And what it does is it will help you write SEO friendly content. And if you're not on WordPress, you can you can also use SEMrush. They have a similar tool where you, you can uh, sort of pinpoint the kind of keywords that you want to rank for. And it will help you like, it provide sort of a guideline for you to write SEO friendly content. And that's re really, really important when you're writing your content for your, uh, for your website. The... Other thing will be now, like I've mentioned, obviously make sure that you index each and every permalink that's on your website, each and every page that's on your website. Uh, you can check that, like I've mentioned, head on to Google Search Console and you can check it over there. If there's anywhere, if there's any page that is not indexed that you would like to, it to have uh, to be indexed, make sure to give that into Google Search Console. Or if, if there's a page for any reason you don't want it to be ranked on Google, you can easily unindex it. And... Uh, or, or you can use, if you're a bit tech savvy, you can use robot.txt file to uh, an index any kind of website. But doesn't mean that it's really an index. It will not, um, how can I say it? It will be an index, but it'll, it'll still show up on uh, on search engines. However, the meta part of the URL will be hidden. Say, for example, if, you're, if you search for your website on uh, on any search engine, on Google to be specific, you'll obviously see like the uh, the permalink or the URL of a, a specific page, uh, the title, and then you see like, you know, the uh, meta description. Now what will happen is on the meta description uh, part of it, it will be, it will show no, uh, no, no results for this page or something of the sort. So that part will be hidden. So they start, make sure that everything is indexed. Um, the other thing you can do is also now to analyze your website. Head on to any SEO tool that you have available. If, uh, let's say, it's Ubersuggest or um, SEMrush or Href, do an analysis for your website and check on the issues that your website has in, term, in terms of your on-page SEO, off-page SEO, etc. Look for, if you've started building up links, backlinks, look for maybe any form of a broken link that might need, you know, your repair or your attention. And the thing with, uh, with technical SEO is that there will always be issues with your website. You can never be, I've not, in my experience, I've never seen any website that is 100%, uh, you know, doesn't have any SEO issues. So it's something that you'll be, it'll be an ongoing issues as, as long as you're creating more content on your website, you'll still have 
problems with your SEO, but that should not matter as much. As long as you're doing the correct thing, you're following all the webmaster guidelines given by Google and you're creating really valuable content, you should be able to rank for that. Now, the other thing I'm going to mention, this is quite important, is that if you have pop-ups on your website and pop-ups are really necessary to uh, perform different tasks, you can have a pop-up, let's say, that has a lead magnet where you maybe you're collecting uh, information for your newsletter marketing, and which is quite essential. But having too many pop-ups is kind of a negative ranking factor. And that's something that uh, I believe John Mueller from Google uh, gave that information that actually Google does not like to doesn't like to see pop-ups on website. So that means if you really want to have pop-ups on your website, have pop-ups that are really really necessary and that serve. Uh, a good purpose because the thing about pop-ups is it tends to affect the whole user experience especially if it's not used in the correct way uh, you've definitely seen for example you sometimes you head onto a website you're looking for certain information and then you're simply bombarded by a lot of pop-ups etc so it's something that you want to avoid and especially if you're looking to run AdSense on your website so you want to make sure you can run AdSense on the website once you're getting traffic it's not an issue but you should make sure that wherever you're putting your ads or whatever the ads are popping up, it doesn't affect the user experience. It should be an it should not be an ad where it sort of feels uh, sort of half the page or etc. So you want also to um, check on that. Also, uh, once you've written your content, you've written articles on your website, it doesn't really matter whether or not you're creating a lot of uh, articles on your website. It's not necessarily a ranking factor at the moment if you have too many articles or too many written content on your website as it was uh, a couple of years ago. The most important thing is to look at the articles or the content that's on your website and make sure that you are sort of taking care of that specific content. By taking care, I mean you're, you're continuously improving at the articles that you have on your website. Maybe you're reaching out to uh, maybe creating uh, backlinks. Maybe you're changing a few information based on um, if something changed in the industry or from the research that you did. So you're kind of updating, uh, doing an ongoing uh, update on your content. So that's the other thing you want to look out for. Um Pretty much that's it when you're starting out. There's more to uh, an SEO checklist, but if you're starting out, that's some of the things that you might want to look out for. And one of the things I'm going to mention now before we end the podcast is that uh, when it comes to podcasting and you have your podcast website, it's very necessary because I've seen this, uh, I've experimented on this and I've also shared this on the podcast as well. When you have your podcast, make sure to have a separate um page for your podcast or not, not even necessarily a separate page you can have it on also on your website but make sure to have a website where your podcast is hosted on and make sure to have written content for your podcast because what i've realized is from transcribing uh podcasts from audio to written and uh hosting that written content or that transcript or those transcripts on uh, the marketing podcast live, I've seen the webs the website start ranking for a ton of keywords. In the recent past, it's an experiment that I started doing in uh, towards the end of December, and at the moment already we're ranking for close to around I believe twenty, I believe or maybe forty keywords if I'm not wrong. So it's something that you might want to look out for if you're starting a podcast website it's for the SEO side of things. You want to make sure you are doing that. 
anyway that's pretty much it from my end if you have any questions you can send them uh to me but until then see you guys on the next podcast episode thank you for tuning in to the marketing podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe until next time class dismissed <laughs>